Last time on Pokemon Rollout, the group continued in the ruins where they came across some unknown spelling the word direct, which led them to a dark door covered by an image of Darkrai. This image also spilled to the other door which had Cresselia around it. Charlie caught a sea unknown, making the rest of them tired, making them fall asleep. Without the unknown obstructing the way, the group continued down that path where they were met by two Shieldon. Charlie and Professor Sneeze each caught one of these extinct Pokemon, but the group soon realized that they were faced with an unopening door. They turned around and headed back to the other door. What lies ahead or behind them today in Pokemon Rollout? Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play the green-haired wonder Charlie. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play the shiny, white-haired, star-filled Professor Sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play... I think she has black... Here, Liliana. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Who am I? Echoes in the distance. Oh man, I gotta and I gotta check it. That's just gonna bother. She has black hair. Right. Right. I, I think she does. Wait, you yeah. say yes? I believe so. Yes, she has black hair and violet eyes. Yep. Yep. I say that other purple in there somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha! <laughs> so I was right. All right. <laughs> Yay, you know the character you, you created. I- identity crisis averted. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe she dyed her hair recently, okay? Jeez. She's hiding from the rangers. <laughs> it happened. Oh, dear. Alright. <laughs> so, the last time we left you guys, you were in the room with a bunch of sleeping unknown. You've gone through the right door and found it to basically be a dead end. There is the left door and the tunnel behind you going back to the middle room, which could go to the left door in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I assuming correctly that as we leave that, that Katana is basically now going to the door that has the, the Cresselia surrounding it, but also the Dark Rye there too? She's actually looking between that and the way you came and just kind of shrugging. Let's go to the Cresselia door! Okay. That's Professor Sneeze's vote. Uh, Charlie says, yeah, sure, why not? I agree. Is there a handle on this door? <laughs> there is a handle on this door. <laughs> does Let's Charlie go. notice it? <laughs> I will say he does, since it's rather obvious. Okay, well, he's I don't know if the... he can. <laughs> I don't know if he, he can get a handle on this door. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Charlie notices the handle and pulls it open. Okay. Good job, Charlie! Oh, no, wait, what, wait, wasn't this the door that was already open a little bit? No. Yeah, I thought it was. That was the left side. This, this one is the left side, isn't it? No, this is the left side of the right room. 
Oh. So, so you're saying a door oh. back was where where the Yeah, it was it was in one of the earlier rooms that the door had been opened. You okay. went to the other door, not the door that had been recently opened. Got it. Okay. Okay. So the one we're opening now is the one that was like kind of covered up by the dark fry door. Yes, but Cresselia is okay. mostly open. Okay. Uh, as you start to move down the hallway, you begin to hear voices coming from the room ahead of you. Plot! <laughs> At first, the echoes in the tunnel make it impossible to decipher what is being said. Once you've moved a fair distance down the tunnel, uh, they finally resolve themselves into discernible words. Heritage, despite your own personal feelings, these ruins are a remnant from our ancestors and should be... Spare me the lecture on respect. I am more dedicated to this cause than you ever were. This second voice is familiar to Liliana. She last heard it the day she found Grunge's egg. <gasps> Look me in the eye and tell me that you aren't furious about what the Chan did. More dedicated? You've already bent your, our ancient rules to the breaking point for the sake of your own revenge. Now you wish to further desecrate the ancestor's memory. You heard as well as I that the shamanist's reading of the ruins at these paths... False futures with a chance spread their toxic progress over even more of the world. Why should we care what those past paths show us? The ancestors' teachings are clear without them. A third voice interjects, and the other two voices fall silent. Our ancestors may speak words we do not wish to hear. Does that mean we should not listen to them? Do not be so quick to dismiss that which you do not understand. Harry Rao. After a long moment, the second voice speaks again. Of course, Shamanus. Forgive me. I merely spoke from my heart. Allow your heart to consult your head before you speak, Rao, and you might say something worth hearing, the first voice says. The second voice begins speaking again, but is cut off by the third voice. Enough. We've gathered enough from these halls to confirm that our efforts in Trilithon and Lowkeep are not in vain. But the relic will vastly speed our, our pursuits. Bend your efforts away from each other and towards this door. Upon entering the room, you are once again confronted with the sight of the painted map spreading out over the ground. This time, the map is unmistakable as the Chandi region, complete from Restful Fjord to Aurora Heights, from Illamine Oasis to Fort Earthquake. In the concerning twist, given the obvious nature of the map, the blackness that has shadowed the painting since the third room you entered is here as well marking off the borders of the Chandi region in a sharp, solid line. Even more concerningly, the shadow is no longer confined to the east edge of the map. It spreads over the northern tundra and down the western side of the map as well, enclosing the Chandi region on three sides. And to make matters even worse, right at your feet, just south of the border to the Chandi region, is a tiny patch of familiar-looking pearlescent lichen. For the first time, you are not the only three humans in the room. A trio of other humans stand at the far side of the room facing away from you. One man Liliana immediately recognizes as the Flame of Agni Grunt that attacked her the day she found Grunge's egg. He is dressed much the same as that day, but there's a new addition to his costume. A cloth bag tied to his belt, the traditional D accessory for holding apricots. Apricots. However you say that. The second figure is... The second figure is slimmer and shorter than the grunt, dressed in heavy clothing that seems too warm for the weather outside of the ruins. He has a trio of apricorn bags at his belt. 
The third figure is shorter than both of the other two by a fair bit, and stands in the center uh, in the center of the room between them. It is shrouded in a pale yellow robe, which transitions in color from yellow to orange and then to red at the bottom hem, sleeves, and hood. The robe seems almost too large for the figure, hiding everything about it from view. The wall they are facing lacks a door of any kind. Inscribed on the blank stone wall is a circle made up of 18 points, two of which are glowing. One glows a deep, vibrant green, and the other a bright, somehow liquid blue. As soon as you enter, however, four more points light up. A steady, colorless white, a hot, flickering orange-red, a pale gray that somehow seems to shine rather than glow, and a weird purple-black that seems to absorb light rather than admit, emit it. Uh, can I get a stealth check? <laughs> and uh, huddled up on the west side of the room are five triangular-shaped yellow and orange Pokemon who are eyeing the trio at the far wall with caution. Um, Charlie rolls a six in his stealth. Okay. Liliana got a 13. I got a rock. Did you roll a one? Yes. Did you roll a one? I think that's like the third one I have rolled in stealth in this podcast. (laughs) It's at least the second. Before anything else happens, give me a a cult or a general or cult education. General education, a cult education, tech, and Pokemon will all get you something. Uh, I get a 14 in a cult. Nine okay. in Pokemon education. Oh, I right. just got a three. <laughs> in in three. tech? Okay. Can I roll for tech? Sure. As well? Okay. Uh, I get a 12 in tech. I got a okay. 15 in general education. Okay. Uh, Charlie, the first thing you notice is that the map is modern. Ridiculously modern. There are tiny paintings on it showing buildings being constructed that you only heard about in the news weeks ago about the construction. So it's basically up to date to the day. All right. Professor Sneeze, uh, you know that the leather-clad man is dressed as a Beastmaster, an ancient D-warrior who focused on training and controlling Pokemon. The man who attacked Liliana is a brawler, focused on honing their physical abilities in battle above all else, and the figure in the center is a shamaness who uses mystic arts to defend and empower her allies. The rank of a Beastmaster is marked by how much leather they wear. Less leather means more control over their Pokemon. Though the leather is more ceremonial at this point, it still points to this man being a novice at his duties. The fact that the brawler has no weapons at all suggests suggests the same, but that might be personal preference. He has an Apricorn, which frankly makes no sense, because he should be training his own uh, ability is not training Pokemon. Uh, the fact that the shamanist is completely covered could mean anything. Every shamanist wears the same robes. They have a series of tattoos inscribed on their skin to mark their rank. The shamanist could be anything from an apprentice to a high priestess, and it is nearly impossible to tell which legendary she ascribes herself to either. Because every shamanist describes herself to a particular legendary. Professor Sneeze, you also know that the five triangular-shaped Pokemon in the west side of the room are Snorunt, which are pure ice types which can only survive in cold weather, so you're not sure what they're doing here. How strange. (laughs) But, while you're noticing all of that, you 
uh, Professor Sneeze trips over basically nothing and sprawls into the center of the room. <laughs> which causes all three of them to spin around and stare at you guys. Uh, the shamanist's hood covers her face. So you uh, still see nothing. Hi! Did any of you guys see a McDonald's around here? <laughs> I'm going to roll Guile. <laughs> You're going to roll Guile. <laughs> I got a okay. seven. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just looking for some, for, for some uh, Pigeon McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. The uh, brawler, a moment after seeing everything, looks up and sees Liliana and goes, You! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what you guys doing? You find anything neat here, too? <laughs> the brawler has grabbed out his apricorn and throws out, throws it out, and out comes a white and black Pokemon that is standing on two legs. It seems to have a leaf clutched in its teeth. Um, it looks a little bit like a, uh, bear of some, si- of some type. Uh, very small, like a little teddy bear, and has a, it has a Leaf clutched between its teeth and is kind of grinning at you. It says, "I may have, I may not have taken the archetype from you before, but I will have it now." Oh shoot! No. <laughs> uh. Oh, <laughs> the, the the little teddy bear is so cute, guys. <laughs> uh. It just looks that way. Uh. <laughs> uh out of curiosity, uh, what is the status of Katana at that moment? Um, Katana has most likely vanished. That's what I would expect, yes. What, um, what do I need to roll to whisper? Are you trying <laughs> to make sure that they can't hear you? This, that the other two can't hear me, or the other three can't hear me. I want Liliana, I want Liliana and, uh, Charlie to hear me. You're in a large room and they're near Crap. Um... <laughs> Crap. Do we know sign language? And you're language? really stealthy. <laughs> you do um, not know sign language or drow sign language. No <laughs> Out of character suggestion, could he tell Archie something and Archie deliver that message to us? Um, here's the thing. Um, alright, can I just act quickly? Can I do something? Yes. Um, I'm gonna say, Archie, get in this Pokeball! <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um, so yes, Arch- Archie officially... looks at you for a moment and then nods. I'm officially capturing Archie. Okay, Archie is captured immediately. All right. <sighs> okay. And the shamanist looks between the three of you and goes, three archetypes? No, four, two and one." Like looks between you and the points on the wall, and then back, two and one. Oh, well, that would be a worthy addition. The okay. Beastmaster looks around for a bit, and and he also pulls out an apricorn, tosses it down, and out pops a bright pink Pokemon. It's actually pink or lightish purple with a uh, white over its arms and on its feet, and it has a blonde. It has long blonde hair. It's kind of like a wig. Um, it is a tiny little Pokemon, and most of its face is taken up by two huge eyes and a large mouth that is surrounded by a circular-shaped lip. 
I'm going to do a Pokemon education on the two Pokemon that they sent out. Okay. And that is a 14. That's a Pancham! It's a fighting type! And that's a Smoochum! Ice and Psychic! Hmm. Thanks, Professor Sneezy. <laughs> You're welcome! I'm going to give us all the advantages we possibly can get. <laughs> you know what? Bernie is still uh, out. And, um... Cause I so uh, from last episode, Bernie my combuskin um, uh, was out. He he knocked a door and uh, he tried to double kick a door and got knocked back. Um, but uh, I did not recall him, so he's still hanging out. He, he's still hanging out with us. Um, uh, I look over to him and say, uh, "Are you ready to go with this one, buddy?" He uh, screeches and nods. Awesome. I'll say, Melody, I need your help. Come on out. So out comes Melody, my Jigglypuff. Okay. So Liliana is going to once again release um, her Litwick Cadence. Beastmaster moves first. He scans over the battlefield and he says, Helga, confuse that ghost. And the Smoochum looks over and blows a big kiss at Cadence who is very confused by the gesture. Helga uses sweet kiss. Cadence is confused. <laughs> why Why would you do that? Why? I don't understand. That's so weird. That's so confusing. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Charlie, um, meaning business with, with this, uh, as always, does not like the thought of uh, attacking Pokemon, but he... Knows that uh, Katana and the other archetypes might be in danger with this, so he loads a rock into his sling and hurls it at. They want to go for the Pancham. Okay. So let me roll for accuracy. Come on, subconscious. <laughs> Five. That does hit. Okay. Not wanting to a whole lot, but but it hits. And then, uh, yeah, that one. 24 physical damage on the Panchim. Yeah, Charlie uh, having a little bit of an adrenaline rush because he not quite sure what's entirely going on. He just knows that it could be bad news. He shakily grabs a rock, uh, tosses it, uh, puts it in a sling, and he, he hurls it at the, uh, at the Panchim, uh, just barely clipping its arm, and uh, it stutters back slightly. Professor Sneeze is going to power up, flex his hair muscle, muscles, and throw out a swift attack at the Smoochum. So stars come flying out of his hair and go straight at the Smoochum. All right. Roll for a crit. No, oh, I rolled a crit! Yes! Okay. <laughs> so roll the dice. Roll the damage dice twice. I'm so excited. <laughs> this matters. This is important. Uh, 49. 49. You ended up doing 43 damage, giving the Smoochum two injuries. And, uh, yeah, two injuries and it's about to fall. Yes! It starts <laughs> from flying out of my hair. And, yes! <laughs> that, that, that was Professor Sneeze. That wasn't Michael. That was Professor Sneeze. <laughs> yes! Okay, that then. was the noise as the stars go flying at it. <laughs> and just, pow! Send it flying. In hopes of uh, Liliana taking uh, that down, um, 
He was going to attack the Smoochum, but uh, instead is uh, narrowing its sights on the Panchum and is going to uh, peck at it. Okay. Panchum, you said? Uh, yes, on the Panchum. Okay. That is a 16. That hits. And that's a total of 25 physical flying. So yeah, he, uh, I assume the Panchim, uh, is a little bit lower than Bernie is, so he just kind of, uh, runs at it and then just starts pecking at its head, um, pretty viciously, actually. Here. <laughs> right. Um, the Beastmaster turns to the Brawler. Harry, I know. And he charges forward and swings, he actually swings a, looks like he's gonna swing a fist at... Liliana, but switches it to a kick at the last second, aiming to take out her legs, which lands a solid hit, and he does 38 physical fighting damage, and uh, you lower your speed by one combat stage, Liliana. (laughs) Guys, gotta help Um, me out. Liliana is down to 5 HP right now. All of you do notice that in his charge forward, uh, Harry Rao has overextended himself. He is vulnerable. Liliana is going to recall Grunge into a Pokeball. Okay. Um, and then she is going to use Faint Attack on the Smoochum. Okay. I got 14 for accuracy. Okay, that hits. Or that it hits automatically, so... Okay, and we got 27 total. So you did 35 damage at the end. Uh, Gave it another injury, and it's fainted. (laughs) Liliana, instead of being smart and healing herself, you know... um, Just lashes out. (laughs) Yeah, just gets really angry. Staggers up from where she kind of collapsed on the ground. Walks over to the smoochum and just decks it in the face. Okay, so it flops over. While that's happening, uh, Harry Rao turns around and he goes, Bandar, the Jigglypuff. And the Pancham, looking at Bernie with anger, instead shoots over to Melody and thrusts out a hand with a very solid hit. He does 54 physical fighting damage with Karate Chop. Holy cow. He criticals. Oh. It's a miracle that uh, Melody is still up. Um, that was before her... Oh, no, she doesn't get fighting. Well, lucky nope. fairy type. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he hits Melody, and Melody goes flying across the room. She's a balloon, luckily, so she kind of floats back down, but she's not looking much better. And um, Melody's is, turn. Would that uh, Pancham happen to be male? That Pancham, in point of fact, is a male. <laughs> he is a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing this is important because Melody is a lady. Melody is a lady, and she has cute charm. Trigger! A foe of the opposite gender attacks the user with a melee attack. The foe becomes infatuated. Do you want to use it on Pancham for the yes, scene? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do. That Pancham is infatuated with Melody. 
Lovely day. <laughs> so does that just mean the Pancham can't attack Melody then? But infatuated means I'm right at. If they're going to be turning your infatuated roll, safe checks. Okay. Um, on a result of one to ten, you may not target the Pokemon or trainer that you are infatuated towards, but may otherwise shift and use actions normally. On an eleven to eighteen, they can do it without restriction, and on nineteen or higher, he's cured. So he has a 50-50 chance of being unable to attack uh, Melody again. Sweet. Alright, uh, so how close is Melody to everybody? Uh, assume everyone is very close together at the moment. Okay, how many can Melody maximum hit positioning herself with Disarming Voice, which is a burst one? A burst one? Uh, she can hit two of them. Two of the four. So, it, can that include the Pancham? Yes. Will that question, will that devalue the infatuation? Or, um, what am I trying to say? No, it will not. Negate. Negate the... It will not, no. Cool. Alright. Uh, Melody! Disarming voice! Uh, so Melody kind of just rolls into place. <laughs> and then starts singing... But that song that starts out, like, kind of pleasant, so that everybody's like, oh, that sounds interesting, all of a sudden just turns into a shrieking horror show, and everybody is just really super unnerved and just kind of twitches and goes cross-eyed. Now the news, Melody will be starting her me- her metal career in the right. next couple of days. I and also, roll. everyone's arms falls off. <laughs> everyone's arm falls off. No one's arm falls off. Disarming. <laughs> no, that's, it's, it's in the name. So it's, it's not a literal. It's not literally disarm. You are you are using <laughs> disarming in the wrong uh, way, sir. <laughs> Michael has disappeared under a table. He's trying to find his arm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a downside to disarming it was, voices. It was super effective. Critical hit. Is it? Am I remembering right? Is that is that a fairy type move? Yes, it is. It is indeed. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So wait, so that hits everyone, including like My... no allies. No, it's a burst one, and it does actually hit everyone, including allies who are close enough. But luckily, she maneuvers this time just clo- just enough so that she doesn't hit anyone else. Okay. Uh. One thing I will say before I tell you damage, Pancham is not infatuated. Why? It has Mold Breaker. Uh, so it just cut through this. it. <laughs> in other, but in other news, you just did 26 damage. The Pancham took another injury and just fainted. Yes! Way to go, Melody! Yeah, Melody um, sings that creepy weird song that just makes people kind of twitch and the pancham just it's too much for the pancham to bear the pancham tries to cover its ears but it won't go away the song is stuck in its head and it starts humming it to itself even though there's no real discernible tune or melody to go along with it ha melody and it just kind of shrivels in upon itself and starts sucking its thumb and falls into a stupor and then just goes unconscious. And the stars fall off. 
and his arms fall off. <laughs> arms do not fall off. Cadence is going to use Ember on the the Pancham. No, the, the Pancham is fainted. Oh, yep, on Pancham is... Okay, Smoochum. Smoochum is also fainted. Yep. There are no Pokemon out to face, just people. Alright. <laughs> uh, well, since I was confused, I'll just use Confuse Ray then. Now, just uh, as as a reminder, Cadence is confused, right? Yes, Cadence is confused. Dang no. it. Thanks. So, uh, roll a save check. Don't remind the GM of things. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. This is twice in one night. <laughs> Oh, I got a 15. Okay, uh, Cadence is still confused, but she can act normally this turn. Okay, sweet. Um, then she will go ahead and use, um, Confuse Raven. And I got a 6 for that, correct? Is it on the Brawler? Yes. So a beam of multicolored light shoots out and hits the Brawler, and the Brawler starts to go a little cross-eyed. So he is confused. Beastmaster looks over the uh and just goes He returns his Smoochum and throws out another Pokemon. This is a bright red Pokemon with a duck like beak and a tail. Um it seems to have a bunch of different like ball like kind of like orb shapes sticking out from the top of its head and tiny claw three tiny claws on its hands and two on its feet. Pokemon education. That's fourteen. Yeah, you're pretty sure this is a Magby. Surter, lay down some smoke. And the Magby fires, fires into the air, and dropping in the middle of everyone is a smoke screen, which covers everyone. Um, until the end of the encounter, everyone gets a minus three penalty to accuracy. And then you hear the shamaness chanting something um, nearby. And then uh, there's a flash of light somewhere within the smoke screen, but you're not sure where or what it did. Uh, am I able to... All the accuracy is down by three? All accuracy is down by three. You can okay. see well enough to make out shapes and kind of distinguish them, but... I'm not sure. Am I close enough to Liliana where I could give her a healing item? Sure, yes. And, and use it? I mean, I'd be able to use it, right? Yeah, you can use it. If you do, uh, then Liliana has to forfeit her next turn. Hmm. Hmm. So if it is okay with Liliana to forfeit her next turn, you can use a healing item on her. I mean, it's up to you whether you want to use your turn doing that. Alright, um, in that case... Uh, let's change it up then. The, uh, Charlie uh, notices that the uh, shamaness... Uh, does something, and he is is not too keen on whatever that mumbo jumbo she's speaking is. So he uh, he loads a rock into his sling and does his best to try to hit her with the rock in an attempt to break her concentration or whatever. So accuracy is a twelve minus three; it's nine. All right. You swear the rock hits. You are certain the rock hit dead center, but there is neither a sound of impact nor anything crying out. A moment later, you hear the rock hit the wall behind the shamaness. Okay. Weird. So, should I roll for damage? Uh, 
No. <laughs> you can roll for a cult, though. Oh, uh, yeah, let's do that. You still got Richie's bonus. I do. Alright, uh, so that is... That's a pretty good roll, actually. Uh, that is uh, 15 plus 2, it's 17. Okay, um, you are fairly certain that what just happened... Um, the shamanist has been acting too much... Uh, Real to be an uh, an actual ghost, though, but it seems she probably has a very strong connection to the ghost type, and is an apparition, is what they're usually called, which means that uh, most of her weaknesses and resistances will probably be a ghost type, since you threw a rock on against her, which is normal type damage. <laughs> it's it phased straight through. All right. So it does. Uh, this is out of character question. Is she not really there then? Or she is really physically there. She okay. is just she is so connected to the ghost type that she basically is a ghost. She basically is ghost type. Yes. Liliana, use astonish. <laughs> <laughs> but heal yourself first. But heal yeah. yourself first. Um ugh. I use normal type moves. <laughs> <laughs> um no, okay, here's what I'm actually going to do. I'm going to recall Melody, and can I send out a Pokemon at the same time? Because it's some... Uh, yes, that will be your entire turn, yes. Okay. Uh, Melody, come on back! Alright, Schmoopy, come on out! So, okay. Schmoopy the Shellos comes on out. Schmoopy the Shellos, everyone. Everyone give her a round of applause. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you said that was just like, Schmoopy the Shellos. <laughs> Everybody welcome Schmoopy the Shellos. <laughs> she's a crowd favorite. Yeah, she's nice, everyone. Yeah, she's let her know she's welcome. <laughs> Alright, Bernie. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> the OG lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's actually spicy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Liliana, but okay. <laughs> no, no, no spi- spi- spicy's the first. the first one that I kept saying he instead of she. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's All right. Uh, Bernie. Uh, Charlie will say, uh, Bernie. I know it's hard to see, but uh, try and uh, take that Magby down a little bit, and uh, with your double kick. So uh, the first one is a nine. Okay. And the second one is a 13. Okay, they both hit, so roll 3d8 and then add 26. Yes. So it's 45 physical fighting damage. You ended up doing 39 physical fighting damage, which gave the Magby two injuries. It is still standing, though. Uh, yeah, through the smoke, um... Bernie is able to make out the the silhouette and maybe even sees the uh, the silhouette glow a little bit, and so he uh, takes a, a running leap and uh, has one kick uh, strike the the Magby in its uh, duck lips, and then uh, the other one uh, a moment later strikes it on the other side of the face. So like a real quick, ha ha. <laughs> So the Magby's reeling from that, uh, you see the shape of the brawler moving around, looking like it's, he's trying to find Liliana, and then he smacks face first into a wall, and you hear him cursing a bit. <laughs> he did not get over his confusion this round. <laughs> Liliana, you're up. Alright, so uh, Liliana is going to use a 
super potion and give yourself 35 HP. Woohoo! And then, am I done for this round or I still have one more? Uh, that is your turn. Okay. Shmoopy, hit that Magby with a water pulse. So here it comes. Uh, six minus three is three. Uh, the Magby is able to see and dodge out of the way of the pulse in, at the last second. I love that smoke. Cadence is going to use Confuse Ray on the Shamanus. And I only got an 8 for that. The Shamanus is just able... Uh, you see the flickering lights go towards the Shamanus, but you it does not seem like they hit. Out of the way. Charlie, you were watching Bernie beat up the Magby yeah. and were very impressed. Uh, the next second you turn back, the shamanist is standing directly in front of you. Yeah! And she uh, one hand flicks out, and you don't see anything there, but suddenly you feel something tear into your stomach. Oh no. Oh, she's scary lady. Yikes. Um, you take 41 ghost physical damage. Oh, but I'm a normal type person. <laughs> <laughs> Humans are typeless. So 41 goes physical damage, and then after that resolves, you lose a tick of hit points. Because you're bleeding. Why? As she turns away, she says, do not touch me. I didn't! It just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Beastmaster clicks his tongue in... And uh, you see a flash of light as the Magby is returned. And, and uh, he releases another Pokemon out. This Pokemon comes out and it is bright yellow with black bands on its arms and around its uh, body. It has two prongs sticking out of the top of its head. And uh, has three claws on its hands and no claws on its little feet. Uh, you are certain this is an Elekid, which is an electric type. Thor. Shockwave that Shellos. So Thor shoots out a blast of electricity, which unerringly goes straight for its target. Shockwave cannot miss. Mm. Ah. Uh, it does 36 special electric damage. Is Shellos just water type, or is Shellos ground type too? No, Shellos, Shellos is, just, is water. just water. Oh, suck. It has yeah. to evolve, unfortunately. Yeah. How much damage do you say? 36. God, man. Does anybody have a good ground type attack? Yeah. <laughs> Shmoopy does. Which, which one of the Pokemon knows Earthquake? Uh, no. <laughs> the Elekid is so fast. What? Oh, man. That I can go immediately and then go immediately again. What? What? <laughs> Because uh, just to just to go over the rules quick, sorry. Um, the rules of it is when a, when you release a Pokemon, if it hasn't acted this turn and its uh, and its initiative is higher than yours, it gets to act immediately, and then a new round starts. The Elekid uh. has the fastest initiative, so it literally ends. Uh, the Beastmaster has the slowest, so it literally just went and went again. Uh. <laughs> he turns and looks over. Thing, and he points to Bernie this time, and uh, uh, the Beastmaster does and says, Thor Electro Ball. And Thor winds up, uh, it shoots up a ball of electricity and 
throws it like a fast pitch at Bernie, who immediately does a backflip out of the way. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> way to go, Bernie. Um, Charlie does not like uh, that he he's hurting so badly here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, use a potion on myself to heal up uh, 20 uh, points. Okay. Eesh. Eesh. Um. All right. Professor Sneeze is gonna turn and use. Can I get? What's the maximum number of? People slash Pokemon I can get in my Flash. In your Flash, it is a cone two, so cone you can two. get up to four people. Oh, let's if do they're it. all grumps together. Oh, if they're all okay. Which well, they aren't, so no. you can get you like, can get either the Shamanist or the Elicid and uh, the Brawler. Okay, the Shamanist wouldn't be immune to this, would she? Because it's a normal type, she's just immune to normal type damage. Yes. Okay. So this should work fine. I'm going to hit the shamaness with flash. I'm going to flash the shamaness. <laughs> Kids don't listen. <laughs> All right. All right. Flexing my hair muscles. Here we go. Uh, that's a seven. That's minus including three. the minus three. That's oh, minus Okay. Nice. So you've managed to get the shamaness just as she's like drifting back to her position. You all notice that as she's walking, she's making no sound. I don't mind her. <laughs> I assume you you use the word walking very loosely. Yeah, she's mostly <laughs> drifting. Um, she's drifting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, with your occult education, uh, Charlie, you're getting the feeling that if this uh, shamaness is bound to any specific deity, it may be either to... Uh, Darkrai or Cresselia with dreams, with like the ghosts and the things there, or possibly Giratina, which is the legendary associated with death. Um, do I have time to re- relay that information, or is that just a nugget for myself? If, if you want to, talking is a free action. Um, <laughs> so you definitely can. <laughs> um, in the heat of the moment, I, I'm going to keep that to myself. It doesn't it doesn't seem relevant at this time, but I will make note that future Charlie will relay this to his compatriots. As long as he makes it out of this. (laughs) So you manage to get uh, the shamaness with that, and that's her first real reaction to anything. She holds up a hand against the glare. And remind me again, the Megby is... Out. It's It's the elegant now. Oh, the Magby is gone, so it's just the Elekid that's there? Nope, the Mag... Yes, the, the Magby is not fainted. He returned it, and it released an Elekid. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, well, sounds like it's uh, Elekid-kicking time right now. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, resigned Rimshot's getting a lot of work out today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bernie um, uses the double kick on the Elekid. Uh, 12 minus 3 is 9, and 11 minus 3 is 8. Okay, they both hit. So 3d8 plus 26. 1, 5 total, 11 total plus 26 will be 37 fighting physical damage. Okay, you did 31, which manages to give it two injuries, but it is still up. Um, so in a very similar similar way through the, uh, the smoke, uh, Bernie sees the image of this, um, the silhouette, I should say, of this, 
electric Pokemon, and it comes and it uh, aims for the prongs uh, on its head specifically, and kind of gives them a double kick, uh, making that them actually bend. Like you know how a plug will, will bend if it's not being held right. <laughs> they they bend in toward each other. There. Nice. <laughs> All beaten up, poor guy. Um. This time... Are, are you talking about our opponents? The, po- the yeah, poor uh, our our guys. opponents are the poor guys? <laughs> the, bad, the poor bad guys? <laughs> the poor bad guys. It's just, it's just so sad for them. No, but, <laughs> um, uh, Hero comes lurching through the smoke with an arm out raised. Uh, his palm seems to be shimmering with strange force as he swings through the air about five feet to the left of Liliana. <laughs> he got through his confusion, but rolled a one. Nice <laughs> <laughs> on, on the attack. So yeah, that's awesome. So that Liliana makes it Liliana's points last. So that, that so, makes it Liliana's turn. So when you say okay. that though, he, he's through. He's through the confusion. Does that mean that he is? He is still confused. He made it through this round. Okay. Liliana is going to try and use astonish on the shamanist. And she rolled a 16 for that one. Nice. Oh, okay. I got an 18 for that doll. Razzle dazzle! <laughs> the shamanist is flinched. Nice! Awesome. So would you like to describe that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Liliana is... <laughs> well, uh... after, after kind of pointing and laughing at the one guy that just ran right past her... She kind of like still, still in the last little glimmers of Professor Caesar's flash, Caesar's shamanist, and pops out through the smoke at her and does some like jazz hands and astonishes her and then slings back into the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Well, that makes it Schmoopy's turn. Alright, Schmoopy, don't let that ill kid get away with it. Hit it with a mud bomb! That is a 14, that includes the minus 3. But you said 14 minus 3? Including the minus 3, 17 minus 3. Okay, so that does hit. 33 special grounds damage. Ooh boy. You said 33. Yep. Oh, and because I rolled so high on that, his accuracy is lowered by 1. Lowered by 1, I saw that. I, I have a feeling that's not going to matter, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you have a zero accuracy when you're fainting. Yeah, you did 44 damage. Gave it two more injuries, and it's fainted. Way to go, Schmoopy! Schmoopy, a little bit still reeling from the electricity of the uh, Elekid's attack, turns around very angry and kind of growls as it gathers up some mud under itself and then spits out a big old ball of mud at the Elekid's face and hits it square uh, knocks it flying and knocks it out. It is the end of the Elekid. Cadence! Dead? It's not dead. Oh, okay. Cadence is going to use... Okay, if she uses Smog, who can I hit with that? Because it has a range for like a line of two. Line two means you can hit two people. It's oh. two meters, so right in front of her and then one up one up ahead. Um, with that, all of them are spaced far enough apart that you can only hit one. So you can hit okay. the Brawler, the Shamanist, or the Beastmaster. Okay. So, 
Kings is going to use Smog, hopefully, on the Shamness. And I got an 8 for that. Was that the minus already? Oh, nope, then it's a 5. Okay, and Cadence used Smog. Unfortunately, the, the uh, Smog mixes with the Smoke, and by the time it reaches the Shamaness, it is, uh, it is inert. That was very little. Unfor uh, fortunately, the Shamaness is uh, still flinching back from the Razzle Dazzle, and so is unable to do anything. The Beastmaster uh, growls impatiently and tosses out his Magby again. And he says, Search her faint attack, that candle. What's a forward. candle? <laughs> <laughs> shoots forward and manages to strike. Or Cadence with a barrage of blows. Uh, 43 dark physical damage. As as a quick comment, I imagine that, like, candles exist in this universe. <laughs> yes, candles exist in this universe. <laughs> yep, Cadence is out. <laughs> Charlie wants to talk to them, at least, if you'll allow that as a free action. Um, sure. So, hey... We got you guys against the ropes. Most of your Pokemon are fainted. Uh, we we have the high ground here. Uh, can't just get out of here. Um, I'm gonna roll. Oh, he's gonna roll his, his intimidate. <laughs> so hard not to say you underestimate my power. Uh, I my intimidate is a critical six. You don't have to call it a critical if you don't want to. That is, <laughs> but it, it's it's as good as I can do. The shamanist. And the uh, Beastmaster seem unimpressed, and the brawler actually laughs. Oh. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, do, do I still get my action? You you also yes you do. You also yeah. notice that the while well, the Beastmaster seems to be calculating, and you can't get a read on the Shamaness at all. Uh, you're not sure if she's breathing. <laughs> um, the Brawler just seems ridiculously angry. He doesn't seem to be thinking at the moment. Yeah. And the brawler... Confused, so I say he's the confused one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna throw a rock, then. At? Uh, probably, I think, at the brawler. Okay. Let's see how I do here. I roll a... Uh-oh. Um, four minus three... <laughs> Okay, um, the brawler manages to punch your rock out of the air, and it shatters around his fist. <laughs> so, what you're saying is they're not intimidated at all. I'm afraid <laughs> not. Great. I'm sorry. Alright, Schmoopy, you did a good job. Come on back. Archie, come on, it's your turn. Send out Archie the APOM. Okay, he can act immediately. Uh, yes, he can, because he's awesome. Um, <laughs> Archie's going to use the smoke as a cover uh, and rush up nearish to the shamaness and use Astonish, which is a 4 minus 3 equals 1. <laughs> Unfortunately, the shamaness uh, seems to be able to track uh, Archie through the smoke. As he's running towards her and does not is not surprised by the razzle dazzle. Nah. In fact, her head snaps around as soon as he's released from the Pokeball. Nah. So I'm afraid no razzle dazzle for Archie. Nah. 
I suppose we we don't know, and you probably can't tell us what would happen if all of their Pokemon were fainted. Like, I'm guessing they wouldn't just be like, oh, no more Pokemon. Um, <laughs> you get the feeling that from the cultural traditions, the Beastmaster will take himself out of the fight because he trains through his Pokemon. He does not train himself. Okay. He does not train his body for it. So, uh, like, all his focus is on the Pokemon. So if he's out of that, he will concede the fight. They're still honor-bound with that. Um, you feel like if you were able to defeat the, uh, the shamanist actually taking part in the battle is kind of surprising. Usually she'd be doing chants and things, but you're guessing you're angered her by throwing a, a stone at her head. I um, didn't hit her. <laughs> you threw a stone at her head. It's disrespectful. <laughs> but, um, so she is unlikely to physically involve herself in the battle any anymore, except maybe to go after Liliana who razzle-dazzled her. Um, but the and the brawler is likely going to have to be beaten down. He may concede defeat after being obviously outmatched, but he's also angry enough that you may have to knock him out. Okay. In that case, Bernie, I think we can uh, not to worry about the Magby anymore. Let's focus on uh, on this fighter over here. Give him a, your double kick. Uh, nine minus three is six. And 18 minus 3 is 15. They both hit. A double kick. 8 is 11. And 7 is 18 plus 20, uh, 26, right? Yeah, plus 26, yes. Alright, so uh, 18, 26, that's going to be, was that 44? 44, yes. So it's actually 34, uh, which gives the... Brawler, two injuries, but he is still standing. <sighs> nice kick, Bernie! That means that the Brawler is up, and he manages to shake it off and look down at uh, Bernie, who just kicks him, and he says, Get away from me, bird. And he goes for a kick as well, which lands. It's a good, solid hit. This, uh, was this through the confusion still? Yes, this was through the confusion. He is still confused, but he managed to get through there, and he does 36 physical fighting damage. But Bernie's gonna take uh, an injury on that, isn't he? Okay. And the Beastmaster looks over the scene, and he kind of mutters under his breath something about a gamble and says, Sir, smog on that that bird. And the Magby sends out a plume of smoke, and Bernie starts to cough rather violently because he takes 25 special poison damage and is poisoned. Alright, um, 25, so that's really only 15. And he is poisoned, you said. Alright, um, oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Sorry, po- poison deals a tick of hit points each time. Yep. <laughs> Bernie is down to exactly one tick of hit points. Uh oh. Liliana is going to release her Scorpius Snippy. Then what Liliana is going to do next is she's going to try and do a faint attack on the shamanist. And I got a seven or no, I got a four for accuracy. Uh, faint attack automatically hits, so you're good. I got 25 total. You actually did 25 damage. The shamanist is not injured. Oh, hot. 
Yeah. So you did 25 damage, but the shamaness is uninjured. Wow. Why? Why is she so strong? She's bulky. I did mention that she could be any rank of shamaness. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> Man, but why don't you be hanging out with these, like, most likely novice other guys? Little peons. Do they seem like they, they, they can they work well without supervision? <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is might just do nothing, but I'm going to have Snippy do knockoff and see if the shamaness is holding any specific items okay. that are that's helping her right now. Hmm. Intriguing. I got an eight for accuracy. <laughs> I got a 17 total. Did you add the plus 11? Yep. Oh wait, that'd be 18 then. You added wait, plus... You, it's it's 2d6 oh, plus 10 oh. plus 11. <laughs> okay, so be... Wait, 328 total. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you got 17. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a really bad roll. Bad bad. <laughs> I rolled a negative 4. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you did 30 damage. The shamaness finally gains an injury, but is not fainted. Also, um, as you hit a, you uh, hear the shamaness gasp, and then a, you suddenly see a pair of claws, like just long, basically what look like long claws with with uh, brass knuckles attached to them, appear out of nowhere and clang to the ground. Cool. The shamaness immediately hisses and steps back, and Tertius says, "We're going. We have what we need." And the beast, the beastmaster nods and returns the magby. Uh, the brawler is like, "No, they're right in front of us." With the shaman says, "We're leaving with or without you now." The brawler fumes for a bit and then just looks back at Leon and says, "I will have your archetype. I will face you again and lose." <laughs> so the, sh- the shamaness uh, grabs, like one one uh, ro- arm rope grabs up and. Uh, Lashes onto the Beastmaster, and she reaches out and grabs the Brawler with the other hand, and then steps back into a side wall. They're gone. Wait, into the wall? Into the wall. And through it. She is one freaky chick. I believe that is all the time we have left for today. Uh. Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapestryradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRollPodcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapestry Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapestryradio.org, like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can probably follow me at PokeRollNick on Twitter. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And by the time this one airs, uh, through Puckle, uh, the Pokemon Underground Champions League will be about halfway through our Summer League, in which I am a Poison-type gym leader. So if you have any interest in challenging our gyms, come check us out at PucklePodcast.com. And I'm Michael. You can follow me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And if you get a chance, donate to us on Patreon, too, if you've got a couple of bucks jangling around in your pockets. There are some neat rewards there where you can get more involved in the show and see what's going on. I'm Lydia, and I'm in the tap room, so come talk with us and stuff, because everyone's there. (laughs) 
Okay. We're all there. <laughs> and if you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, and if they don't kill me today for this particular cliffhanger, tell a friend, retweet <laughs> us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Yay. Next time on Pokemon Rollout. After a grueling battle against the Flames of Agony, Grunts, and their terrifying shamanist companion, the trainers are only one door away from another archetype. This one of knowledge and slumber. What will this archetype reveal to them about the pasts and futures they saw in the ruins? And what awaits them outside of the ruins, on the path to their next gym? Find out next time on Pokemon Rollout. Liliana would probably, like, die and not have a death on stage. At the very end, Liliana is going to exit left, pursued by a nursery, so... Um, <laughs> he has an apricot, which frankly makes no sense. An apricot or an apricorn? Apric- is it is it called apricorn? Apricorn. He says apricorn. <laughs> a- apricot. Apricot's the real thing. What's, what's yep, an apricot? I, I thought I thought it was the same. I thought I thought it was that was. I've always read it as apricot. Apricorn. I've Maybe literally it's just read it as a apricot. Bum 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 bum. And I have a dead dog. And he said, "Is it? It's physical." Yeah. Okay. There's the dead dog. I don't know if you can see her. My dog. It was a nightmare. Apparently, I named my female C. Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. That's exciting. <laughs> All right. She's a lady. She is a lady. <laughs> I guess it would be for Jess. It'd still make more sense that way. I have, I, I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh...
Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. Thank you.